Your property podcast comes to you with thanks to our friends at Trafalgar Square Finance, leading independent specialists in mortgages and all types of property finance. Whether it's buy-to-let, development or bridging finance, Trafalgar Square can help you organise your funding for your next property project. Exclusively to listeners of Your Property Podcast, Trafalgar Square offer a free one-to-one consultation. So whether you are a portfolio landlord looking to raise funds on your existing portfolio, or if you're just starting out and want to find out if you are eligible for a buy-to-let mortgage, Trafalgar Square Finance can help. It's easy to book with one of their experienced consultants by simply visiting yourpropertynetwork.co.uk forward slash finance. You can find this link in the show notes for more details. Hello and welcome to Your Property Podcast. Today is the 18th of July 2022, apparently the hottest day on record so far. (laughs) But uh, we are here with Tom Cook. Hi, Tom. Hi, Michelle. Michelle, thank you so much for having me. It's awesome to be here with you. Yeah, it's great to have you on as well. And um, just a bit of background about yourself, Tom, for people who don't know you. So over the past three years, uh, Tom has educated over 2,000 new business owners in multiple continents, showing them how to grow a business from anywhere between 20 to 200% in just a few months. Tom has partnered with the largest seminar organisation in the world and spoken alongside and introduced world premier speakers such as Robert Kiyosaki, Jay Abraham, and T. Harvecker. So uh, that's quite a lineup. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki, I'm sure many of our listeners will have uh, heard of. And if they haven't, I would encourage you to go and find out about Robert Kiyosaki. He's uh, quite famous or, uh, you know, infamous, <laughs> quite notorious, isn't he, character um, within the property world. But it's, um, you know, it. first of all, just want to kind of ask you, you know, having being exposed to so many of those people and um, being, you know, involved in those, you know, how does that, how has that influenced your, you know, what you do in your business? Oh, that's a really good question. I like that question. Um, The biggest, so I, so Michelle, the biggest, one of my favorite quotes is Jim Rohn said it, he said, you are the average of the top five people you spend the most time with. And that's always stuck with me. Um, and that's shown time and time again in my life for the good and the bad. Um, But being able to spend time with these people, learn from them, um, have conversations with them, they've made me think bigger. Um, And I was very, before I was introduced to all these people, I I think I'm very small-minded, very closed-minded. And being able to speak to them, they're just thinking on another level they're thinking are much bigger. Um, and then you actually realize, what, what I've realized for myself is speaking to them, you begin to realize what's possible. And the only limitations we have is what goes on in our own mind um, yeah. and what stops us. And so we need to speak to these people to expose ourselves to new ideas, new ways of thinking, um, and ultimately new possibilities as well. Right. Well, you obviously uh, coach lots of property investors and we're connected uh, through many of those. So I've kind of seen your face pop up and, and now and again, and also uh, with the T. Harvecker's, you know, something I've been involved in in the past and um, and being part of that community, success resources and, um, you know, these different events and seminars and workshops. Like you say, it just opens your mind and it's um, 
you just, you know, you don't know what you don't know, right? So until you get exposed to these ideas um, and a different way of operating, whether it's your business or your mindset or, or whatever that is, then um, it, it certainly, it just opens up in whole new worlds for, for people who, who come across these. So how does that link into your, you know, coaching um, your property investors then who are looking to scale up or are looking to start their businesses? Oh, yeah. Okay. Fantastic. So I, I'll start by saying this. So this, this kind of surprises people because as you shared, I've got a um, number of clients who are property investors. They're building a property business. And I like to share is like, I don't have any property experience myself. Well, I've been, I've been in the, uh, in the training rooms taught on those stages, but I don't have any properties myself. And that surprises people. They go, well, well, how have you got clients who are property investors and you don't have any properties yourself? And what I share with people is because I'm not working on building their property business. I'm working on building their mindset and creating that. Because it, whether you're in property, uh, trading, or whatever business you're in, the biggest thing that stops people is what the way that they feel about themselves, the way that they think about themselves, what they think is possible, their attitudes and their behaviors. And so with my clients, that's what I'm working on. That's what I've learned from a lot of these people, like, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, Blair Singer, uh, Mac Atchum is what I've learned from a lot of these guys. You change the way that you think, the results in business naturally follow. And so right. when, you, when you grow the way that you feel about yourself, um, your business will naturally grow with it. Um, and they see better results. They see more income coming in. They're seizing the opportunities and they're not self-sabotaging as well. Yeah, that's an important distinction. So uh, rather than being a mentor where uh, people go to a mentor to find out how to do a specific strategy or follow the process that that mentor has done, you know, the coach is more holistic and looks at, um, you know, the mindset behind things and, uh, and more uh, generic kind of business strategies, I guess. So I'm curious, because you said before about you know, speaking to like, Robert Kiyosaki a bit, and, and they're, they're thinking on a different level. I get that. So how does that translate to people who aren't, you know, they're nowhere near that level. Um, they're just, let's say, people are starting the business up and they're moving it from either it was a hobby they were dabbling in, in it or they are just, um, you know, they, they don't know what to do next. How do you translate that knowledge, that wisdom uh, to somebody who's starting out? Good. So it, it's, you, you said it earlier, you don't know what you don't know. Um, and that's very powerful. And when you get around these people, you start to, you start to um, learn new ways of doing things. And it's about at the beginning, simplifying everything. Because we, you go on social, I get overwhelmed on social media. I go on social media and I see all these successful people that are doing all these amazing things. And it's like, how am I ever gonna be able to do that? But it's like, just start small. Um, if you're just starting a business, if you just, for example, you're just starting a property business, just focus on getting that first property. Because when I mean, you're thinking, oh, I need to go out there, I need to get a property portfolio with 50, 100 properties, it's overwhelming. And at the beginning, your mind can't kind of comprehend that. But if you just go, look, I'm just gonna start from the beginning. Let's just get the first one. That's my first goal. Let's work on that milestone. And then once you've got that, then you can move on to the other one. Um, you know, I, what, what just came into my mind is, uh, Lisa Nichols, who's a big motivational speaker, she shared that she'll set her financial goal uh, for the year and then she'll break it down into all the smaller goals. 
And then she'll, she won't even think about the bigger number. She'll just think about if she, as long as she's hitting every single month, the financial target, she knows she's on, she's on uh, track with where she needs to be. And are there any patterns with people who, um, who start out that you notice across, yeah, you, you, when you speak to so many different people, is there anything that stands out? Yeah, it's the, it's the lack of, it's the lack of self belief. It's the lack of self esteem. It's the biggest thing that shows up time and time again. You know, we go through, you know, pe people have really, you know, in childhood, they have really difficult experiences. I think going through school for a lot of people was a very difficult experience. Um, and it channels you into one way of learning and it channels you into one way of thinking. Um, so the pattern that I see time and time again is that lack of self-belief in people. Um, right. And what can people do about that? What, what are your suggestions for people? And, you know, I see it as well with them, you know, when I coach people and it's like, well, they have a huge block around the first conversations with landlords or agents and um, or, or owners. And they put these people kind of on a pedestal and it, I think a lot of it is just the fear of the unknown and what what if this happens and what if that happens um so you know once you could once you talk them through well okay if that did happen what's the worst case scenario right um but i think at the beginning it's a lot of that fear of the unknown would you agree i fully agree and that's that's what's held me back and that's what's um one of the biggest challenges i have is that fear of okay well you know what if that happens and what if that happens that's and it's that what if question that stops people because yeah. you ask what if instantly you think of worst case scenario but also on the on the flip side of that well what if it went right <laughs> what if that call went really well what if you what if you did get a deal out of that what if you did attend the network meeting and you got an incredible connection out of it um so not only is it asking yourself a better question another thing that i share with people is start with courage because you never be able to eliminate the fear. Like you can't get rid of it completely. But by when in the beginning, if you just have courage, and courage just means to have heart. Um, you know, you you know you're you know you're fearful, but you're just gonna do it anyway. It's just like it's that bravery, it's like, hey, I'm scared right now, but you know what? I'm just gonna take action. I'm gonna do it anyway. And then you get an experience. And inevitably it's usually a good experience. You know, people conquer something that, that they don't know. They feel good about it afterwards. And so once you've had that experience, now you're more confident. So let's, for example, let's say you've never been to a network meeting before. And you have courage. Look, I'm scared. I don't know what it's going to be like. I'm going to go anyway. Inevitably, you'll make some great connections. You'll have some great conversations. Next time you go to have a, um, a network meeting, your little voice, your mind says, oh, no, whatever, you know, what if we make a fool of ourselves? What if we embarrass ourselves? That's going to happen. But it's like, you go, you look back and you go, well, hang on. I just did a network meeting a few weeks ago and that went really well. Yeah. So I can do it. I am capable. And that's what gives you the confidence. So start with courage and the confidence will naturally follow. So imposter syndrome, isn't it? Of, uh, you know, you fear that you're not good enough or that, you know, you're out of place or people are going to find out that you're not what they think, uh, think you are. So... I think that pops up all over the place. It's, you know, certainly not for people who are new. That's for, uh, you know, very experienced people as well. Yeah, every, every master, there's a quote, every master was once a disaster. <laughs> yeah. I always think people like Muhammad Ali, 
are the greatest boxers of all time. There was what, if you think back to the very beginning, there was once a time we couldn't even throw a punch. Didn't know how to do it. Yeah. And so everybody you see, they're an expert in property. If they're very successful in property, there was once upon a time where they did not know how to pick up the phone and speak to somebody yeah. and ask for the information that they needed. And you've got to remember everyone's learning at different, you know, stages never, hopefully, you know, even the people who are really experienced are still learning as well and have that kind of open mindset. So it's never a finished product. You're never going to get there. It's always a work in progress um, for sure. So people, you know, for okay, those are people who are starting out. What about people who um, a really common scenario in property is where they they uh, get a couple of properties, maybe a couple of rent to rents and uh, get the business going. And they might have even have left their full time job to work in property full time. And they do really well. And then suddenly they've created another job for themselves and they're stuck now. And they're and they're trying to kind of figure out um, how to get extract themselves from this new business. And especially I find this where people who aren't from a business background, uh, they they come in and they haven't got those business sort of skill set skill sets there so how do you advise people there who have kind of got themselves stuck really and um and they don't know how to get out of it uh, yeah so there's two there's two things to that because i mean the, i mean the first thing what the school teaches is like work on your own don't work with anybody else do your homework by yourself and so then okay that's that's fine, but then when you get out into the bigger world, into business, into life, um, that mentality stays. And we're like, no, we've got to do it on our own. We can't ask for help. Um, yeah, that's been a big challenge for me, asking for help. I mean, as simple as that, I haven't, I've just wanted to do everything by myself. That's, that's a huge challenge. And I know a lot of other people face that as well. So it's like, we want to maintain control. It's like, oh, I'll do a better job anyway. So I'll just stick to that. So there's that, there's that mentality happening. So we have to learn to relinquish some control, learn to trust other people. Um, because I, what I share with people is like, for all your weaknesses, somebody has that as a strength. Yeah. Likewise, um, for all your strengths, somebody has that as a weakness. So find those people that you can partner with, that you can work with, um, and you gel really well together. Um, that's the first thing that's going to, that's going to take a lot of weight. That's going to take a lot of stress off your mind. The second thing is from the very beginning, systemize everything that you're doing, document everything you're doing. Um, I've got in my business, I've got step-by-step -step processes to follow. Um, so I've got VAs helping me. So they know they just follow step one, do this, step two, do this, step three, do this. So do that for, from the very beginning for your business. Um, and actually write those systems, write those processes in place so that you can train somebody else to do it for you. Um, and that's where you need to have trust with people. That's where you need to um, yeah, put your trust in other people to help you. Um, and if you have got your business going and you feel trapped in it, um, the best time to start and to start writing out those processes and those systems is right now. Yeah. Because it's never, it's never gonna get easier. Um, no. <laughs> it's going to be taking on more it's, your time is going to get even shorter so now's the time to start systemizing yeah absolutely otherwise you'd be doomed to do that forever <laughs> yeah and you're just constantly you're constantly in that chase cycle constantly overwhelmed um, and always struggling to find the time to systemize and process 
yeah absolutely and it's certainly sometimes not a fun process <laughs> it's the last thing that i'd want to do um but you know what you've got to just bite the bullet sometimes eat that frog and just uh just do it so okay and then so we talked to you know in the intro about how you help people to scale their business and you know increase their profit margins so let's kind of dive into that uh, how does that work what you know do you have like a formula or is it different for each person each business yeah it's it is different for each person but ultimately what i um so for example i'm working with a client right now a project manager um who wants to grow his business to 20k um so what we've done for him is we've set up you know we've got the main goal we know what he wants to achieve um but we've set up so every single day he knows what actions he needs to be taking in order to hit that goal and it's about breaking down the whole because we where people struggle is they have the big goal but then it's like where do i go from there what's the next step to reach that so you've got to break that down you've got to have that plan in place make it really simple for yourself um and the biggest i i always come back what what are the income generating tasks? Most people struggle in business because they're focused on the tasks that they don't really matter and they don't generate any income. Yeah. So you've got to think, and if, you've got a pro if you're listening and you've got a property business, what are the tasks in your property business that are actually going to generate an income? Writing out a list of um, agents to call, it, it, great. But actually calling the agents, speaking to them, um that's an income generating task that's something that's important so if you yeah. spend your time on those things the income's naturally going to follow you're going to get the opportunities uh, what did grant cardone said a couple of things contacts uh, contacts lead to contracts and interactions lead to transactions and i love that because it's so so true um do the income generating tasks talk to the right people and those opportunities will naturally naturally come for you and why do you think people avoid it? Is it the, you know, they're stuck in procrast I call it procrastinate learning, or they, um, you know, they they're too busy kind of focused on the wrong things. Like, should I get a business card? What does my logo look like? Do I need to set up a website? <laughs> the common ones, limited companies as well. Though all of those things can be done like well down the line. So, uh, you know, is it a case? Do you find that people just don't know what? To focus on or is it they don't want to do it because they are avoiding talking to those people and having those interactions i love i love the term you use procrastinate learning i've <laughs> heard of that before but that we you know the the knowledge the training industry is rapidly growing fantastic you know more more people are wanting to get themselves educated the challenge is a lot of people are hiding within that as well and the you know, like getting business cards, getting on websites that has its place. Again, it's not the thing that's going to generate income. Uh, and people bury them. What I notice is a lot of people bury themselves in the learning side of things, looking for that golden answer, that magic answer, where when they get that answer, everything else is going to break through. And all the good things and all the success is going to happen. All they need to do is just find that one answer. The, the truth is you're not going to find that answer unless you get out, get experience, get, get in, in and amongst it. Um, I don't know, the quote came into my Alex Mandozi and he said, let me get this right. Experience, experience isn't the best teacher. It's the only teacher. Mm, true. Yeah. We got to go. You can learn, you can you spend your time learning. It will help. But at some point you've got to get out there, experience it for yourself. 
absolutely yeah you definitely i think it can put you in a um a strong position it can you know you can gain the confidence that you need to go out and do that and certainly you know in property you want to be uh, as educated as you can be because things you know that can cost you a lot of money if you don't understand what you're doing uh but you've got to kind of uh, you know at some point draw the line but and just get out there and and uh, take that action um, and that and that links that links back nicely to making sure that you're surrounded by good people, um, people who are ahead of you, because then when you're in a situation, maybe you're not sure what to do. You yeah. can have a conversation and you can speak to them. Um, so you that's what I love about the podcast, to be honest, because uh, people get access to conversations like these, conversations with people who they certainly don't have access to. You know, just uh, you know, they can't just call up and and have and 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 ask their questions to but you know conversations whether they are in podcast format or whether they are you know you go to your local networking meeting doesn't matter as long as you're you know uh, surrounding yourself like you say and just um you know connecting with people on whatever level that is just to inspire you and you know so many people have contacted me and said you know the podcast has been great because we're like i didn't understand that i could do those things or um i think sometimes you know people just seem more real. Uh, you know, it's one thing when you look at Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn, you see what people are up to, but actually when people talk, talk about their story um, and what they're achieving, but in very kind of humble terms and, you know, it wasn't, it's not the overnight success that it looks like on Instagram. You know, it did take 10 years to, to get there and it kind of reassures people that, you know, they're human as well. And then it kind of gives them permission to, 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 to make mistakes and, and go out there and, make progress even if it isn't as perfect as they would like i, I love that it's that that truth that realism is is so so important because like you, said, you go on social media you go on instagram you go on facebook and it's like all these amazing successes are happening which is awesome and it's great that it's happening um what what happens for people though is it's like we start to build this kind of almost like this false image in our mind that it's going to be super easy for us we're going to get to success very very quickly um and that's not always the case and in fact most most times you know there's a lot of, to build to build a coaching business you know i always try and balance my social media to build a coaching business i've had a lot of success i've done a lot of amazing things um but with that there have been numerous challenges um times i've wanted to give up times i've wanted to just throw in all together questioned myself doubted myself um i've had the bad months you know you don't make any sales you know that's it's all challenging stuff and it's all part of the journey and i think when people can just start with that thought in mind it's like okay this is where i want to get to um it's not going to be super simple um and it's not always going to be as easy as it looks on social media as long as people can have that in their mind it makes it so much better yeah, so. and have that reason why they're doing it as well, so that when those challenges come up, it's like, okay, you know, it's hard, but it's worth it. That's what I always had in my head. It's like, no matter how hard it was, and at times, you're right, it was really, really difficult, especially if people are doing it on their own as well. But I just thought, what's the alternative to go back to the day job, to go backwards? Like, I've got to figure out a way to keep going, keep pushing through. And even if, you know, some days it's just one email <laughs> you know that's still one step forward uh i think it's really important that people just look at those tiny tiny wins because they're just like seeds aren't they they uh you know that you're just planting them along the way and then 
at some point some of them will grow and some of them will turn into into results and it's for i think for everybody listening i, I always share when i'm training and stuff i'll always share it's like you're going through challenge challenges you're exactly where you need to be yes exactly where you need to be and you'll never you'll never be sent a challenge or an obstacle that you can't handle yeah and as long as you are growing then there's always going to be challenges right <laughs> Yeah. What, what's the what's the reward for solving a problem? A bigger problem. Yeah, true. <laughs> well, that's um, another scenario. I'm just going to throw different scenarios at you. Uh, it's really common when people start out and they look at all of the things that are possible, which is great, right? But then they get really overwhelmed with all these different strategies, and you know, they're they're starting out. They might not have enough in their mind resources in terms of money or time or contacts or anything uh so or experiences of what a lot of people you know what's that person what's the agent going to think of me i don't have any experience um but they get overwhelmed by all these different strategies so how do you help people to you know a just decide and put a stake in the ground and go for something and and have that clarity it's i'm really happy you raised because that is a huge thing that um, you know, when I, when I talk to people, it's a huge thing that comes up time and time again, because the, the thought is what happens is we get in this mindset. We think, right, if I get in, involved in loads of different strategies or I get involved in loads of different success projects, the timing it will take for me to become successful will be quicker. Yeah. And that actually couldn't be further from the truth, because what inevitably happens is you end up slowing yourself down. Um, a lot of people I speak to, they're either they're they're in a job, they're in a full time job, and they're wanting to move into uh, into property or into a business. And so at that point, commonly they're short on money and they're short on time, yeah. and they're trying to do everything. It's like at the beginning, just focus on one thing. As my friend Jay said to me, it's like, would you rather go, would you rather go one step in ten different directions? Would you rather go 10 steps in one direction? Mm. That's stuck with me because it's like you will speed yourself up if you just focus on one thing. And you're not, you're not eliminating the other opportunities. It's not like you'll never come back to them. So let's say you're doing, you're doing service accommodation, but you also want to do um, BRRs as well. And you want to go down that route. Um, or just start with Start with service accommodation, for example. Just master that, build that up. You'll get out of your job quicker. You'll build your business faster. Um, and then when you've systemized that, when you've got to that stage, hey, I'm gonna go back, I'm gonna do, uh, I'm gonna flip some houses, I'm gonna do BRRs, I'm gonna work on that. And then you can build that up. Um, but if you look at the people who are most successful in property, in any endeavor they do, they just focus on one thing at first. And how do you get that out of people because obviously coaching is about eliciting from people what they already know or what they uh, you know the, the resources or resourcefulness that they already have so how do you get people to that stage of clarity then of deciding which strategy they should start with it's always so i what i do with so at the very beginning i always do um i'll always do some kind of visualization with my clients i like I like that approach in terms of setting goals. Um, and the, the answer always comes out of that, I find. Um, because people already have their, the process I take them through, it very much draws their heart to what it is that they really want to do, what it is that they're passionate about. 
Um, now, if they still have some challenges, that's okay. It's about making them realize what what do they enjoy most? What are they what are they strongest at? What are their strengths? What are their abilities? And matching that to the right thing that they want to do. Um, because, like like we said, when you try and do everything, it becomes very very difficult. Yeah, I like I like that of matching. So having the clarity on what you want first, and then matching that with the strategy. And it's also it's also often a very brutal and honest conversation. There's people are all over the place, overwhelmed. This is like, okay, how's that working out for you? <laughs> not very well. I'm very stressed. I'm very overwhelmed, and I'm still not getting any results. Yeah, or they're they're just attracted by the shiny pennies of perhaps a strategy that. It might have high cash flow or um, lots of chunks of cash, but actually, in reality, have they got the time? Have they got the, um, you know, the, the money to do something like that? Maybe at some point in the future, but right now, um, is that realistic? So some people, I think, they just need to start with a strategy that works for them right now in their current situation. Then, when things change and they do get more cash flow in, and then they can move on to, you know, a different one. Um, or whether that's working with, you know, if they've got their mindset on one particular strategy, then, you know, there's got to be some give somewhere, right? You've got to work with somebody who's got more experience than you in that area. So it's not to say that it can't be done. It's just, I guess, that realistic, uh, realistic expectations of themselves and, and what they're going to achieve. Yeah. And it's, it's where you, I like that you brought that up because it's like working with other people. You almost have to, let's say you are in a job, you want to move into property. You do have to get quite smart as to how, how you're going to do it. So for example, I spoke to, it was a, maybe a month ago, I spoke to a lady who was full-time in accounting and she wanted to get into property. Fantastic. So it's about for her, it's about thinking, okay, so she's got this skill in accounting. How can she utilize that and use other people's time to help her in property? and to help her get out of her job. Um, so, you know, there are a lot of businesses out there who need accounting. And there are a lot of property businesses out there who need a good accountant. Um, so we kind of discussed the idea that she helps those people. And in exchange, those people for doing their accounts, those people will um, help her and go and do viewings and go and speak to agents and all of these different things. It's like, what, what, can you, what value can you bring to the table? What skills do you have? Um, and how can you utilize other people's time when you're short on time? Yeah. And uh, looping back to the goals then of set, people setting goals, do you find that people are either they set too big goals or they are afraid of having to, you know, a goal that's too big and they set a goal that's too small? <laughs> oh, that's a really good question. I don't, I don't think there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with setting too big a goals. Right. I, but it's about I don't I don't like using the word realistic so for example what's on my mind is like let's say you want to become a millionaire yeah that's an awesome goal fantastic it's like I want to become a millionaire tomorrow okay well it's not impossible um but you know maybe stretch that out stretch that time you know I want to be a millionaire in the next 12 months or the next 18 months. Okay, right. But that, that's kind of what I'm thinking. So I don't, I don't think you can ever set a goal too big. Right. Okay. If you set that goal, as my, as my mentor Blair would say, you know, it's not actually about achieving the goal. That's, that's not the most important thing. He, you know, he shares about that goal just acting as a magnet. Mm. And as you move along, it's about 
who you become as a person, the impact that you have along the way, what the, the things that you learn on route towards that goal. Uh, and I like what you shared about that. So you, I don't think you can have too big a goal. I like the idea about the timing then. So what do you say when, you, when you're working with people in terms of that time scale of, uh, is it a five-year goal? Is it a 10-year goal? Is it a 12-month goal? Uh, which goals do you focus on? Um, I don't want to say the end goal, but, you know, because they do change over time, but let's say the first goal they have. Oh, and so when I'm, so when I'm coaching my clients, so I'll always, um, always go through, I was like, okay, where do you want to be in five years time? What's, what's the big picture that you want? What is it that you actually want your dream life to be? Getting, getting that, in, um, getting that clear. Cause a lot of people aren't clear on what they, what they want. Yeah, true. And that, that's the challenge with goal setting. It's like, Many people will set a goal, but they'll set the wrong goal. Um, usually we set goals that we, other people want for us, not, not goals that we want for ourselves. So it's about getting clear. What is it that you really want? Where do you want to be in five years' time? And then I'll work them back. Okay, where do you want to be in, uh, where do you want to be in 12 months' time? Where do you want to be? Where do you see yourself one year from now? And then if I'm working with them for three months or six months, saying, okay, what is the... What's the one thing that you want to achieve in the next three or six months? What is that one goal that you want to work on? Because then they can see the big picture. They can see the direction that they're going in. They can now see the one thing that they need to do in order to get closer to that. And when on a sort of day-to-day basis, do you suggest they have that end goal in mind? Let's say, you know, a vision board or some notes or, you know, like a notification that pops up, whatever it is to sort of remind them of, you know, why they're doing this and how does that work with those day-to-day goals? Uh, that, that's a good question because I, it's different for every, I think it's different for everyone. You know, you can go online and you'll find people say, you have to do affirmations, do affirmations every single day. Yeah. Um, and then you find somebody else online says, no, don't do affirmations, never do affirmations. You have to do vision boards. And it can all get quite confusing. It's about what's right for you. Well, yeah. Personally, I'm, very, I'm a very visual person. So for me, vision boards, I do visualization every day. Um, I love that. that. That's what works for me. It's like what, I know some people who spend every day, they take time out in their day to write all their goals down every day. That, that works for them. It's about what, what is it that works for you? What's your style? Is standing is standing in a room um hammering out affirmations if that works for you brilliant Uh, if it doesn't try something else and what about uh when people set those goals and you know they're they're working on them and blocks come up along the way which of course they will um how do you you work with people sort of on an ongoing basis or is it just more the beginning to kind of set them up and and set them on the right track um or is it ongoing when you know just just supporting them through that process yeah it it, obstacles challenges it's it is inevitable when it comes up um they're always going to come up because they're always going to be those unknowns um and i will support my clients through that i'll happily have that time with them to help them through that but also at the very beginning, and everybody can do this when you're setting goals. Um, when you when you get your goal, you know what it is that you want. Maybe uh, maybe uh, by the end of this year, I want to have uh, ten properties in my portfolio. Fantastic. So, what are going to be three obstacles? What are going to be three challenges that are going to get in your way and prevent you doing that? 
Um, and everybody's little voice and mindset should be number one on those obstacles and challenges. Um, you know, and maybe it's a, maybe another challenge is a lack of a lack of knowledge, um, or maybe another obstacle challenge is the lack of time or lack of money. Then asking yourself, okay, how can I handle that? How can I work on that? Um, because now you know what the challenge is, um, and you know the solution to it as well. Are there any tools that you recommend to people who, um, you know, to kind of on their journey to help them, whether that's apps or websites or products or? Um, good question. No, kind of no. In my, I'd, so I don't. No, I don't use any apps or anything like that. I think the one thing that is on my mind, which I believe is fundamental, everyone should be doing it, is some kind of gratitude process. And people hear that and they go, oh, yeah, I know, gratitude process. Everybody says gratitude process. So the law of familiarity, we kind of get a bit bored of it. Um, but if I think about the thing that's worked most for me, uh, it's a gratitude process. Yeah, and I, I share, I, I quickly share, I had one client, I got him doing, he was a carpenter and he wanted to grow his property portfolio. And I got him doing a gratitude process. And in the beginning he was like, oh, this is ridiculous this is and he'd wait he'd said he'd wake up every day and he'd think oh, i've got to think of some things that i'm grateful for for tom and so he ended up he grew his um grew his property portfolio by 300 percent. and at the end i asked him so okay so what what worked well what is it that worked for you I'm like Do you know what tom it was actually the gratitude process and every and it's just expanded my thinking my appreciation not only for my business but my family, everything that I'm doing, um, who he was as a person. Uh, and I always share that story because mm. it just it shows how important having that process is. Yeah, it's so true. And you just, uh, I like the idea of kind of each morning building on, you know, that gratitude, building on the success of the day before and all those little things that could easily go, you know, missed. There's just would otherwise you know they just otherwise miss but actually if you're recording it and you're being conscious of it um then yeah those things just they just expand right we, exactly we get we get so blinkered in our way of working and what we're doing and we just there are the simplest things like people taking away rubbish keeping the streets clean um you know water coming out of the tap you know, I've just been out to Tanzania and water is one of their biggest problems. For us, I can just go to my kitchen and just pour it out of the tap. For them, it's one of the biggest problems that they have, the biggest shortages. Um, and so it's all these little things that we forget about. Um, and most, you know, a lot of people struggle with money. I understand that. It's a big challenge for people. But the average, you know, the average salary, the average wage in the UK you know, for millions of people around the world would consider us to be rich. Mm. That's an, yeah, it's important just to keep that perspective because, you know, things can easily get, you can get swept away by property projects and the stresses of it all, but actually keeping things in perspective is, is really important as well. And, and we talked about challenges earlier. The, the true test is, can you be grateful for the challenges? Mm. Um, can you be grateful for the opportunities that you've missed out on, that you've lost? Uh, can you be grateful for those things? Because those challenges, those missed opportunities have got you to where you are today and who you are as a person. The obstacle is the way, hey? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
Great. Well, um, it's okay. That's a good place to, to wrap up for today. And tell us a bit more about, you know, what you're up to and where can people find out about your coaching? Yeah. And, and thank you for, again, just thank you so much for having me on Michelle. And um, okay. I always enjoy talking about particularly our mindset, personal development. Um, and I continue to do that. You know, I'm always um, on Facebook and Instagram are the ones I use the most. Um, so people can find me uh, Instagram at Tom WJ Cook. It's Cook with an E um, and Tom Cook Coaching um, on Facebook as well. Brilliant. Oh, well, thank you so much for your time today. It's been really interesting. And uh, I hope that, you know, the things we talked about today can apply to everyone that's listening. Thank, and thank you again. Thank you so much for having, uh, having me. Um, and yeah, I just love talking about yeah. this stuff. See you thank next you. time. Thank you. We're going to put the links to all of those websites and social media in the show notes. And for anyone who is not yet a subscriber to the magazine, please click the link in the show notes for your free 30-day trial. See you next time. Bye.